Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you, fuel you, and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose-driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Big Heart Business Show. Today, I am so excited to be talking with Amber Liliestrom. Amber is a transformational branding and business strategist, writer, and speaker. She's the host of the Soul Fueled CEO podcast and helps entrepreneurs turn their passions into heart-centered brands and thriving businesses. From idea conception to the construction of the business and its digital landscape, Amber supports visionaries, leaders, and disruptivators in changing the world and their lives by designing businesses that support their bigger life mission. Amber is a devoted wife and mama, and when she's not chasing around her busy three-year-old or working with her beloved clients, you can find her out on the paddleboard on her family's waterfront New Hampshire home. Welcome, Amber. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. And I am so excited to have you. And I loved reading your bio. I just, you do share so many behind the scenes and, and you take us with you on that that beautiful lake and paddleboarding and making cookies with your daughter. And I just love all the behind the scenes. So I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. So um, I always love to kind of let you let my guests have an opportunity to just kind of share a little bit of the behind the scenes. How did you get to this beautiful place that you are now where you're working from home and you have that ability to raise your daughter? Um, share a little bit of, of what yeah. that journey looks like. I, yeah, it's an honor. So um, three years ago, I left my corporate career in collegiate athletics to um, become this work from home entrepreneur and to be here full time with our daughter. And um, it really was that desire was born out of a place of uh, wanting to serve in a different way uh, because I was serving in a big way there, but really being able to serve in a way that was more in alignment with my soul's calling. And um, I just really just, I followed my intuition. I followed the leads and the leaps and, um, and I went for it. And uh, I, I say that, you know, I, I gave my notice when I had one, literally one client, mm-hmm. um, which for a lot of people might sound crazy because I had this really successful 10 year career in collegiate athletics, marketing and branding. Um, but I just knew that this is what I was being guided to. And so with one, there were two, then there were three, then there were four and so on. And, um, now I've helped hundreds of women all over the world in doing just what you shared in my bio, um, and coming home to who they really are. And in the process also, um, coming home to the people they love in a more holistic and present way. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I think that's so important to remember that it does start with that one. And I don't know about you, but I can completely remember my first client and like making that first sale and what that felt like. Can you talk a little bit about what that transition looked like from leaving such a, you know, important and established job to really coming home? And obviously during that 
time you also had a brand new baby mm-hmm. and you know obviously your husband um I know was very supportive of that but I think when a lot of entrepreneurs are starting out they may not have that support and, and maybe you could give a little advice or tips on um mothering and starting a new business yeah um well, one of my most favorite quotes is be where your feet are. And um, I think that's been sort of like this mantra and, and meditative phrase that I've repeated to myself a lot along this journey. And it's just this reminder that, um, you know, I just have to be where I am and I have to allow myself to learn at my own rate and my own pace. And for that means as a as a, a mom entrepreneur that. I'm not going to be able to grow as quickly as some of my peers are because I have a little person that I'm taking care of. And so um, I created a schedule that really supported my life. And I had to learn how to be really conscious about choosing um, what works for me and what didn't, you know, in terms of my business model, in terms of the ways that I market, in terms of the ways that I coach and support. And so um, I think that's been really like one main component is just remembering to be where my feet are and to operate my business at the pace and rate that I possibly, you know, that works best for me mm-hmm. and in my family. And then um, in terms of the support piece, you know, I just think with my husband, we have obviously a very, very, you know, intimate, close relationship where we're really talking about supporting each other's dreams and big visions and, and goals all the time. And that's a, that's an integral part of our relationship. And actually I just um, had this really kind of cool perspective shared with me. I was just at, as we were talking about before we hit record at uh, Lewis Howe's mastermind last week, which is an incredible opportunity experience to learn from some folks who are really doing big things uh, in this online space. And specifically uh, we had Grant Cardone was a speaker on the first night. And um, I actually wasn't really familiar with his work, but uh, was really inspired to just hear about his success, but also just the way that he approaches um, his work and his life and all that. And he said his wife, Elena was there. And she had an opportunity to speak and I had an opportunity to speak with her afterwards too. And that was really, um, really special, you know, to kind of like connect with the masculine and feminine in the relationship and to see how that works inside of their business. And, and, um, and really in a lot of ways, it's funny because I am sort of, I am like the grant quote unquote in my marriage and my husband is, is like Elena, the support person. Um, and he will be actually, as I was sharing with you earlier, coming into my business next month, mm-hmm. um, and retiring from his career as a police officer, which is super, super exciting. But Grant said, um, you know, I told my wife and when he said it, I felt a little like, whoa, he said, uh, I, you, my dreams are always going to come first. My dreams are going to come before you. And I, it took, he had to explain that because we all kind of bristled a little bit around the table and thinking like, what do you mean? You know, isn't family supposed to be first? And he said, well, here's the thing. How could I tell you that you come before my dreams when my dreams were the first thing that ever, that I ever possessed? My dreams have been with me all the days of my life. And so if I give up on my dreams, then then I'm sure as heck going to probably give up on you, too. And so that was just really poignant and powerful for me to hear that, because the reality is, Carrie, is we all have big dreams and we've had them since we were kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that because now instead of having you know my dreams be at odds with my husband's, it's like we get to co-create and share in each other's dreams and create the bigger vision for our family and for the life that we want to be living as a couple, as a family, but also independently inside of that big vision. And it's, it's really exciting. And we've just made that vow to each other that we are, we are in full support of what the other one wants to do. And um, we're very, very communicative about that. And um, it's, it's an important aspect of our marriage. Yeah, that's so important. And I think, 
you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about this because I know this is some of the work that you do with your clients as well, is that I, I see so many women not be clear about what their vision or even what their purpose is. You know, yes. that they feel um, that they're missing something and they want to create this movement and they really want to make a big impact, but they're like, I don't know what that looks like. And they have a hard time even um, I found with a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to is like they can't even express to me what that vision looks like. So what would you say to somebody like that? Or what is maybe what are some things that you've been able to do to unfold and really get clarity around your vision and your purpose? I think that it really comes from the place of uh, following your curiosity and mm-hmm. allowing yourself to explore the deeper meaning and implications of what that curiosity is leading you towards. And then there's this other layer that happens because you might say, well, I'm, I really love to write and I wonder what it would feel like to maybe write a book. But what immediately happens is this like this wall comes up where suddenly you feel separate from your desires and your dreams because you don't think you're worthy of them. And, um, and, and that's what I see also with my clients a lot. It's that they, you know, they, they water down or they dilute their dream when I'm asking them, tell me, I want to know, I want to hear the big, I want to hear the Oprah vision. I want to hear the Beyonce level vision. You know, tell me that. It should feel a little bit embarrassing to say this to a stranger right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, but the good news is, is it's less embarrassing to say to me than it is to the people that you love in most cases, right? Because you've created these pathways and these, this, these grooves and this programming around, you know, what it is you're expected to do. But I think that when you can get honest with yourself first, then you can start sharing that with others. And you can get other people to get on board with your dream and to support you in it. And I, and I say as a coach, you know, when I have a client coming in, it's like, I, the only thing I see in her is, is her light. All I see is her brilliance. All I see is, is the possibility of her dream coming forth. I don't see all the fear and all that. Like that's, that's hers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I have my own version of that. I don't need to get mixed up in hers. Right. And so my job is to just hold the vision for that and support her in it. So I'd say, you know, get help on the journey with it. Have the courage to ask for what it is you really want. And also remember that nobody's holding you back from it except for yourself, truly. Now, in some cases, maybe there is a partner or a parent or someone or a boss that says, like, you can't do it. But the reality of, the, of that is, is you're choosing, you know, to, to engage in, in that belief system or in perhaps even in that relationship or in, in that job or whatever. And there are ways to start making subtle shifts and changes to that, not having to edit your dream. Because remember, just as Grant said, it's like the thing that's been with you the longest. So who are you to deny what you've been called to? Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And I know one of the kind of philosophies that you live by and, and talk about is that you have to be the person that gives yourself permission to want what you want. And then that's really where things start to transform. What what are some small steps that that people can take to start to giving to start giving themselves that permission? What would that look like maybe on a daily or, or you know? Yeah. Smaller version. Good question. Well, I think um, for people who struggle with that, there's they are probably living by a big old set of rules. And so that probably um, not only is impacting their the pursuit of their dreams and their passion, but perhaps, you know, the way that they eat or the way that they are um, showing up in their friendships or the way that they're parenting. And so I find that it's like really helping women let their hair down and be more of themselves. And uh, break out of the, this, this very regimented way of showing up in their lives. And as businesswomen, you know, in their personal brands, because a lot of the women we work with are personal brands mm-hmm. and service providers in some capacity. And so they're following all these rules that they've studied from all these people. 
But remember, you know, all of the teachers out there are just sharing what they've learned along the way and what's worked for them. It doesn't, necess- it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be perfect for you. And so I love to kind of like, you know, I just get this visual of like walking down the, the, the shopping aisle in the grocery store and I'm like, I'll take a little of this, I'll take a little of that, and I'll take a little of that, you know, of, of each person that I learned from. And then I just kind of mix it up in the big pot. And then I remember that it's like, this is my recipe. This is my creation. This is my life. Mm-hmm. And I get to decide what that is. And so I, the, the, the first step is like, give yourself permission to just like have what you want for dinner, order whatever you want off the menu, um, wear what you want to wear to work. And maybe that's like on the fringe of the dress code policy, you know, like be a little bit of a rebel around your rules and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. And then that is kind of like the, the sort of walking into the shallow end of the pool with, you know, getting ready to kind of like go under the water and, and, and swim to the other side around the bigger stuff that you really want to create in your life and contemplating how that could possibly, you know, come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I really enjoyed one of the stories that you shared when you were out there at Lewis's mastermind and you had come back at night and you were like, normally I would just go to bed and be a good girl, wash my makeup off, whatever. But that instead you kind of were like wanting room service and you yeah. gave yourself that permission to order whatever you want and like not worry about like the, you know, I guess all of it, the, rules. Right? the calories, the, mm-hmm. how much it cost, uh, that I needed to sleep, like all of those <laughs> things that went through my head. And then I was like, and then I looked at the bill carry and I was like, it was like $20. Like, it's so silly that I was so ner I was so like, Oh, I'm being such a rebel right now ordering room service at 1030 at night, you know? And, but it just, Party. Me, yeah, like, woohoo. I, I, you know what I got? I don't, I don't think I even told you guys, I got French fries and I, a little, like a kid's, I, a kid's ice cream sundae. And I got hot water and lemon. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. I almost ate all the fries, too. But it was awesome, you know. And it was just like you got to give yourself permission to just, like, literally want what you want. Get what you want. Just do it, you know. Upgrade the phone, you guys. Get the service plan with more data. Like, live your life. And, And when you start to do that, it really just creates this beautiful ripple effect in the way that you show up with others. And, and of course, just how you feel in your daily experience. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, that really, that hit home because I was like, oh, yeah, I would be thinking about that, too. Like, yeah. oh, you know, it's too late or blah, right. blah, blah. All the stories we tell each other ourselves, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd love to talk a little bit about, so you started your coaching business uh, just a little over three years ago. And then I know recently you've also joined forces with a network marketing company. And I would love to hear just a little bit about what had you make that decision and how has that played into running your online coaching business? Yeah, great question. Thanks for asking. Um, so I uh, had been in network marketing prior to launching my business, but just didn't really find much success with it. Kind of struggled um, to get things going and and then kind of tried to do it. But then I was so focused on launching my business that it was just it was too confusing. But ultimately, it was because I didn't really align holistically, wholeheartedly with every single aspect of the company I had originally partnered with. And so it was a good opportunity for me to just, you know, kind of check in on that and evaluate. It wasn't that I didn't love the products, but I just, I just couldn't get the momentum going. So instead of beating myself up about it, I just said, okay, well, this isn't working, but I'm going to stay really open-minded and I'll maybe attract in another company. I'm, I'm open to the network marketing model. I really, I really appreciate it. Um, I had, as a businesswoman, I really wanted to have an alternative revenue stream and in our company specifically, uh, when you hit a certain rank level, your business becomes willable. And I really liked that. Um, you know, just not that I'm like planning on going anywhere anytime soon, but 
just in the event that I do, it's like with my coaching business, it's not that way. You know, if, yeah. if I get hit by a Mack truck tomorrow, then my business is no longer because my, it's all wrapped up in, in what I do. And so, um, I love that having more security and having more revenue streams coming in to our family. Um, and that was just really exciting for me. So, um, a, a dear friend offered the opportunity to me and I really vetted it out and I looked at all the aspects and angles of things I didn't really love about what I was doing with the other company. And then, um, this one ticked a lot of boxes. And so I said, yeah, sure. Like, why not? And so I dove in head first. Um, I love the products. My family uses them in every aspect. And so it's just like, it's been easy, you know, it's just been easy. And I think just like in my coaching business, um, I've been able to integrate it in a way that just feels really authentic because it is, you know, like, because it is, there's no, like, nothing is contrived and there's nothing um, weird about it. And so those who are network marketing professionals who feel that kind of that hesitation, like, I don't know how to do this. Like it just share, you know, just share what you're, what you're doing. People want to know, just like you said, you know, you enjoyed my story about the, um, the room service thing. Like people will message me and say, what lip gloss are you wearing? You know? And, and so it's like, just like anything, I just share that. And I've chosen a brand that really aligns my family's values from a health perspective and um and also from a business person perspective and that it's just been it's just been great and it's been like an easy growth process because i've been able to just naturally attract people in who are like-minded like-spirited and who are looking for a very similar opportunity mm-hmm. i like that a lot i like the way that you're kind of sharing and about the purpose of it right it's not just like oh i I just joined this because I like the products or I just joined it because I wanted more income, but to really have that bigger purpose and mission behind it in all aspects, um, I think is really important. And so I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people do struggle in network marketing because it is so difficult and they feel like they're pushing and, you know, kind of hustling, if you will. But when you can just integrate it into your life and what you're already doing, it's kind of a no brainer. And I think that, you know, a lot of trainings and things from these companies, um, can be positioned in that way. Like you have to do this. And there are, again, a lot of rules. And so I know for me, if I'm not having fun in my work, no matter what that is, whether that's in my network marketing business or in my coaching business um, or in my marriage or as a mom, like that I have to be having fun. I have to feel authentically aligned with what I'm putting out there. It doesn't mean like every minute of every day when I'm writing, like putting together a sales funnel or something that I'm like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) It's like just, like the, the spirit of it all is really tethered to the why, you know, and I have my group, the why warrior tribe, like that feels really aligned and authentic because every choice we make the work that we do is, I hope, you know, really grounded in that, that bigger picture purpose of why we chose to do what we do. And, um, and so as long as things are really ticking those boxes for me, then I, then it's a, then it's a yes. That's awesome. And what would you say that your, your purpose is? My purpose is to help um, help others, help women come home to who they really are and to create a life and a business that fully supports that, who they really are. And um, the reason I can I can speak to that and I can teach that is because I lived a lot of my life not being who I really was, feeling like it wasn't safe to be who I really was. And so I've worked really hard at doing the internal work to get to the place where I, where I, I can say that I love myself. Um, it's taken a long time to get to that place um, and, and be able to say that wholeheartedly and to not only just say the words out, out of my mouth, but to like really feel that in my body. And as a result, um, you know, my, just my body has changed 
you know, like it's, it's like the, the, the I love the book E squared by um, Pam Grout. Is that her last name? And how she did one of the experiments is like you plant these little bean sprouts and then you like love them. Like you like love them and then you watch them grow. And then the other ones that you don't, they don't like, and it like law of attraction, you know, and energy and all of that. And, and, um, and so it's like, our bodies are no different. Like we're living cells, we're living beings, we're collections, we're, we're life. And so when we love ourselves, we appreciate ourselves, we soothe ourselves and we make choices that support uh, us being the best versions of ourselves, like creating businesses that allow us to be ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we're in the relationships where we're seen and held and supported. All of that, uh, we thrive. You know, we just thrive in every possible way. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and um, I see you do some fun things, like winning the Miss New Hampshire contest. That was really exciting. Um, yeah. yeah, and just doing those things that you love. I think that's just for fun, you know, like like – this is supposed, this is the one shot, right? This ride that we're on, depending on what your belief system is. Like, I want to live the heck out of this one. And, um, and so I think the other thing, like even with Mrs. New Hampshire, it was an opportunity for me to, uh, lead from a place of service because I, it was going to be an opportunity to really get more involved in my community. And that was exciting to me, um, to meet a lot more people and to really learn more about people's stories because that actually was one of my, my most valuable takeaways of my year of being Mrs. New Hampshire was that Every person you meet, they just want to share their story. Mm. And so it's this sacred gift and honor to, to get to hold space and, and learn people's stories and to reflect back to them the brilliance of who they are. You know, and that's really what my life's mission is, is to like reflect back to people how amazing they are and to help them feel that validation that, that it's safe to come home and to be who they are. Mm. Um, so there was that piece, but there's also like this stuff that I needed to overcome around my own like body image and weirdness that I had struggled with for a really long time. I had an eating disorder for 15 years. And um, did fitness competitions for a period of time. But it was really, if I'm being honest, for the sake of um, just exacerbating my eating disorder. You know, it was like, okay, these people are going to teach me how to, like, really do this. And if, you know, if I can't figure it out with them, then I'm, I'm a lost cause. And it really, that's really what it felt like. I remember being backstage at the show and feeling like, you know, I felt like a failure. I felt like the fattest girl in the room. And I was so cruel to myself. And it was like, that really felt like the lowest of the low. And it was an opportunity for me to just say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm not putting myself in this position anymore. This isn't healthy and I need to make a change. And I committed to that, you know? And so the Mrs. New Hampshire thing was actually just a really beautiful healing experience for me because mm-hmm. I got on stage in a bathing suit again and I, and I didn't like, I didn't do any like dieting down or prepping or eating food out of containers or any of that or over exercising. Like I used to, I just showed up exactly how I was. And, um, and I just, I literally, I just showed up as I was, I shined my light. I loved the women that I got to meet that day. And I've had some really beautiful interactions with the women that I competed with, like after like connecting and mm-hmm. getting to work with them in their businesses and stuff. And, um, I just decided, you know, I wasn't going to like take myself so seriously. I was just going to have more fun. And then I won and it was like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, this is like, this is what you have to do in life is just find your light, you know, and love people. And and then, and then you win, you know, then that's like, that's winning at life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful, thank you for sharing that story because I think that is such a, um, an amazing example of just being able to show up as who you are. And then I didn't even know about the healing behind that Um, and just how every time we're healing one of those wounds, I mean, we just get to show up in a bigger and brighter way, which is Mm -hmm. 
what it's all about. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, kind of one of the reasons in joining that competition was about service. And, you know, this show is definitely about showing entrepreneurs and highlighting entrepreneurs that are giving back in big ways. And I know that's something that's very close to your heart. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what, what does your give back plan look like in your business and why is that so important to your growth? Yeah, so um, I my platform for Mrs. New Hampshire was um, supporting this organization here at home called Haven, New Hampshire, which supports the recovery and prevention of um, domestic and sexual violence. And um, I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And so that is a big part of my story because um, it really obviously took a lot away from me as a very young child and um, and just my whole family. You know, it was just really traumatic and watching my parents suffer with the pain of um, having their, their young, young child go through this trauma and feeling like they couldn't, you know, have protected me in that way and just feeling so terrible. I can't even imagine what my parents went through of being a mother of a three and a half year old, which was the age that I was. And so, um, so that has also been like healing as well, just being a mom and like going through my own process now of witnessing my daughter and her childhood and like grappling with all the emotions of that. So it's like this sort of like perfect divine timing that, um, I have this opportunity now to support this organization here at home and really um, serve others and, and give. And so, um, you know, a portion of my proceeds of my Soulfield CEO Academy and my Soulfield Summit event go back to Haven directly. Um, and that's just that that's a beautiful partnership that I'm really proud of. And um, it feels really good in my business to know, you know, that, OK, with every seat that is sold in in my um, program, five percent of that goes back directly to Haven. And so uh just to like budget that in and have that be part of the plan feels really, really good. Um and then be able to add more whenever I want to, which mm-hmm. is super exciting to help them with specific initiatives. We also support um as a family this organization called the Chase Home um here on the Seacoast, which is basically um a children's home for kids who are just needing a place to go and needing support and help with um, parental situations or guardian situations that are really less than fortunate. And um, that's been really fun because we've been able to go over to the Chase home and bring our daughter with us and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meet needs that they have. Like we installed curtains for them um, back in the wintertime. Like they didn't have curtains in one of their common rooms. And so Ben like brought the drill and like we bought the, bought the things. We were so excited to like make it look really nice for them. And um, we bought the girls um, like a PlayStation or some sort of like gaming thing that they really wanted. And it's like, these things are just so small. But it's like makes this huge impact on their daily life experience. And it's like, I love that. And I just encourage anyone listening to this, like, where can you get involved? You may not have thousands of dollars to, to donate right now, but you do have time and you could run to Target and buy some curtains, you know, and that's not a big deal, you know, or hosting a little dinner or something or ordering pizza for them. But like giving experiences for others um, is that that really like make an impact on their life it reverberates out and i'm telling you you know sometimes it feels a little bit selfish because i i get an even bigger you know feeling of of just appreciation and joy from serving in that way and again it's another argument for like why having our own businesses and being really nimble um as leaders in this way is is where it's at you know because we get to just make a big impact and serve the communities and the spaces i've also gotten to do like Speaking, I did a, a whole um, whole part, like leadership development day at the Big Brother Big Sister organization um, for their their staff, and just by sharing my skills, I'm going to be doing a keynote um, at the Relay for Life uh, you know race that's coming up or walk that they do, I'm, and and really like paying tribute to Ben's mom who we lost last year to cancer, and so uh, I just have so much more space 
to, to really like get involved and to help people um, and connect with their hearts. And yes, like that is 100% an incredibly important um, aspect of my business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you share, you know, how you're both giving that financially giving, you know, your time by and, and involving your family, which I think is so amazing. And we've had, you know, I'm really seeing when you have these young kids to be able to show them what that looks like and yeah. get them involved and that there's no age. That, it's not like you have to be a certain age or, you know, one of the things that I really deeply believe in is that you don't have to be making a certain amount of money right to, to be able to go buy curtains or correct you know, just to bake it in um, one of our guests calls it baking it in I like that kind yeah, of concept that. but budgeting it in the the, the budget to yeah. be to know that five percent is going back um, and then to be able to also give your skill set you know to be able to talk, give talks and do trainings and things like that so you kind of have the whole gamut um, yeah awesome. yeah and my daughter's excited about giving back to the humane society and so like little, like we'll go to the grocery store and she will buy um, extra cat food or something and, you know, to like bring to the main society. And like, so just these like little things that she can get excited about. She loves animals so much. And like just starting with this, like this, this mentality of tithing and giving um, at always, like no matter what um, is, I think it's just integral to like our society and all of us growing together. And um and even like down to the little things, you know, with like friends who need help or, you know, meal trains and things like that. And like always thinking about that stuff first. And it's not like I'm trying to be Mother Teresa over here or anything, but it's like, I just, um, it, it brings you such joy, you know, and it, and it really, totally. that's what it means to be a soul field CEO. Yeah, totally. I say that so often too. It's like, I feel guilty because I feel like selfish, you know, it's like, I feel so much better after I give or serve and I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I think it is good because like you said, even what we've talked about um, earlier in the episode is that when we feel good and we're doing things that, you know, light us up and we're having fun, it's going to have that ripple effect in every other part of our life. Yeah, so, absolutely. So when somebody is thinking about, and this is what I hear um, quite often as well, is that people don't know where to, you know, what organization to partner with. They don't know where to find something. And and I think, like you shared with your connection to the organization, I think that's really um, sweet and really nice. But what would you say to somebody who's looking, they want to give, they want to get involved, what would be some tips on finding an organization that they can partner, partner with? Great question. I think um... – again, like go in and ask yourself, like, where, where do I feel called? You know, like what, where do I feel called to give in a way? Like, what am I connected to? Um, you know, and, and I think just like getting quiet with yourself and asking that question, you know, is it, is it to kids or is it to, um, a a particular like disease or disorder or something where there's, you know, someone impacted in your family or is it animals or is it like water? Like there's just endless places, you know, with, with need. And so, I think just get curious about it and do some research and, and find out what really connects and then um, post on Facebook and ask, you know, like ask in your circles and your communities. And then I think just pick up the phone. You know, I called Haven like out of the blue and they were like, uh, okay, you know, like, yeah, great. And they, I don't, I mean, I was like this little like hidden gem that came because now I'm just like, you know, supporting them. And, um, you know, I said to them, like, I'll be like your poster child. Like it's important to me to support. This is an organization that, that my family didn't have access to. We didn't have that kind of support when this, when we went through this. And so, um, and I know that's the case for so many. And so it's like, this is important. And I want to, I want to, by me talking about it and me bringing it forth, um, will help others who really need them. 
So I think just get, you know, again, like get curious and get led and, and just pick up the phone and have some conversations. There's, you're not sending, you know, your name on the dotted line by being curious and asking for more information. Yeah, that's a great point and a great reminder, too. You're not marrying the organization. You can go and check them out. Maybe you serve one day or you give one month and then yeah. you, know, you can find. Like maybe maybe for like six months, just try a different one every month and then see which one feels the best to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give I, it, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, it almost feels like kind of like dating the different organizations. Yeah. Like, and then figuring out which one you want to commit to and really kind of put your stake in the ground for right. what you, you know, what you're supporting. So that's right. great, great advice. So, well, um, this has been so awesome. I want to move into our lightning round. I've just got a couple quick questions we're going to ask you. So um, number one is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um. My dad uh, said to me, um, I mean, this just this classic quote of like, if you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And he would say that to me all the time when I would say, dad, you know, I can't, it's too hard or whatever. And he would say, and that's, that would just the only thing he would say is, you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And then he would just go about doing what he was doing. And I was like, hmm, okay. You know, and so it's like just this little subtle seed that he planted early on, but um, that he was 100% right about that, you know, and, and that has just been incredibly life-giving for me and a, a beautiful reminder anytime I feel resistance when I want to step into something that's really important to me. Mm, I like that. And I know you've shared one with us, but what is one of your favorite quotes, mantras, or Bible verses? Um, well, I said the be where your feet are. That's obviously, um, that is like my go-to. And I say it every single day. Um, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to lead with a word. And the word is surrender. Because it just feels like this theme that um, we can do it over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, as we surrender into the fullness of who we really are and, and truly, you know, what God's will is for each of us, um, we we are of highest service, you know, and we feel, we feel the most at ease and at joy and from a place of really being able to give full love to others. Mm, beautiful. And what book would you recommend to our audience and why? Um, you know what? A book that I really have enjoyed recently is called um, Present Over Perfect by Shauna um, Nyquist. Nyquist, I always get her name mixed up, mm-hmm. but um, I loved that book. I just so thoroughly enjoyed um, her honest and vulnerable reflection on how she was pushing so hard. And I think for this audience specifically, like, you know, a lot of us are, we're family women. We maybe have children and we're like trying to be everything to everybody all the time. And it's, and it's at the, the sake of, you know, ourselves. And that is not going to help anyone, you know, most especially us. And if we can't come whole to our lives and to our businesses, um, then, you know, what are we actually doing here? So I think that book is actually like, it's a, it's a really kind of fun read too, because she's just such a beautiful writer. So that one's the one that came forth. Awesome. That's a good one. No one's mentioned that one. So it's always, always fun to have a, a different one. And then lastly, what's one thing that you do every day that helps you stay in motion towards your mission? Um, I, I write every day in some capacity. I just sit down with my journal and um, my tea in the morning in some way, shape or form, even like, even before the day of the Soul Field Summit, you know, my big event, I went out my paddleboard and I came back and I sat down and wrote. And um, and it's just like having that daily conversation with yourself is the most sacred gift you can give to you. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, so authentically and so transparently. And I know that's the way you live. And I think it's just so refreshing to really just witness your growth over the last couple of years and just to the 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 way that you've brought everybody with you, that you've been such an open book in um, not only just this journey, but, you know, what's happened previous to starting a business, the life that you've lived um, and just sharing your family with us. And I think you're just such a beautiful example of what it looks like to really shine your light really brightly and just to follow um, that next step. And what it's brought you is just so much joy and fun. And um, I just thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you so much. Your words mean the world to me. I just so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, where's the best place for our audience to connect in with you? Yeah, they can come on over to AmberLilyStrom.com and uh, check out all the goodies there, blogs and podcasts and all that stuff. And also, I just love Instagram. So um, it's my name at Instagram. But I do Insta stories all the time of just my crazy life and um, <laughs> my my pets and my kids and my, my kid. I only have one right now. <laughs> um, maybe two eventually. We'll see. But, yeah, just Instagram and, and my website are the best places to, you know, kind of get in real-time connection. Fantastic. And we'll definitely link all that up. And like we've shared a couple times with the Instagram stories, that's a great place to, mm-hmm. to really see the behind the scenes. So, um, again, thank you for being here. And um, we will wish you the best and have a beautiful and blessed day. Bye, y'all. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Heart Business Show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you shared the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing, if you're ready to fuel your big heart business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to terryshepherd.com forward slash free guest to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget, we are changing the world one big heart business at a time.